Blog Talk Radio. questions or comments if you just want to to the show feel free to call me at 516-453-9118 that's 516-453-9118 oh okay let me let me get this situated
Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, I've been having some weird stuff happening, and so, you know, I, I'm glad that everything is working now. But, um, hey, the way I look at it, you know, you have to learn to adjust. Whenever you see that something's going on, no need to panic or get upset or whatever, roll with it, go with the flow. But most importantly, always be able to listen. You know, of course, when you're dealing with modern technology, anything can happen. So those that know me, I like to make sure everything is smooth or whatever. But one of the things I will say, God is teaching me to be able to learn to be diverse, learn to be diverse, learn to be flexible. So, hey, teachable moment for me. So that's basically it. But um, thank you all for tuning in. If you want to listen to the show, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or if you like, you can go to the chat room, which is available on our website. You can send your questions, comments, or suggestions or prayer requests. Also, for those who may want to see the video version of Reconnect My Heart, you can go to reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. That's reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. Also, if you're on Facebook or YouTube, you're welcome to go on my page, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A, Piers and Tom, E-R. I want to thank each and every one of y'all who are tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Now, question. Do you feel like you're cursed? Hmm. There are people who actually feel like their whole life or them themselves is just a big bag of bad luck. But does it seem like everything bad always happens to you? Do you find yourself saying, if it ain't one thing, it's another? Guess what? Unfortunately, sometimes we highlight the negative things in our life over the positive things or the good things. We ignore the good things. We don't even write them down or we write them down as a small footnote in our lives. Those are the times when we have to know who we are in Christ. Focus on our spiritual identity and change our perspective of life. So on today's show, we will talk about learning our true spiritual identity and changing our perspective of life and much, much more in the episode called Cursed Out. (laughs) Cursed Out. Overcoming negative outlooks about ourselves and about our life. I want to talk about that today. You know, I often hear people, you know, we I'll say it like this. When you really think about it, when you hear people talk under their breath, that's when you learn what's really in them. I'm gonna say it like this. When we ask a person, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Oh, I'm blessed. We hear them say that. Okay. But sometimes what a person say is totally different than what they believe. Hmm. 
Let me say that. Sometimes what a person say ain't really what they believe. Sometimes what a person say, get this, sometimes a person will say not what they believe, but a person will say what they want to believe. Now, of course, I know uh, we need to speak things into the atmosphere. We need to speak positive and everything. But also, you have to be able to be aware of where you are right now. The worst thing that we do is be in denial. And a lot of times, some people may either be in denial, they may try to avoid it, or they don't want to deal with it. They want to suppress it. If you really want to get help, you have to acknowledge where you are, but also who you are. So like I said, a lot of these things are really just on me because we hear these people, you know, oh, my, you know, uh, if it ain't for bad luck, I have no luck at all. You know all these cliches. And then what happened a lot of times, we end up allowing these false doctrines. And when I say doctrine, that doesn't mean biblical doctrine. We talk about pertaining to these saints. We allow these untruthful or unrealistic or unbiblical sayings to become our identity or we'll take them as if somehow or another they are biblical. Think about this. Have y'all heard that old saying, no pain, no gain? Okay. So what what happened a lot of times, people would take that and whatever they're dealing with, whatever type of toxic either relationship or situation when God is telling them don't do it, or, you know what, or even red flags. People would take red flags and instead of them accepting it and acknowledging it and moving out the way or going the opposite way, what they'll do, well, you know, it's maybe it's God's will for me to accept this or deal with that or have changed this person or all this crazy stuff. And then what happened, when you in the thick of it, then what happened, you end up taking on the consequences of dealing with it, and you take it as if it's supposed to be upon you. All these negative, bad things, as if God made you to become a spiritual or a life punching bag. Hmm. Matter of fact, I'm just going to say it like this. You think about this. If you have a child and your child is being bullied, but you know the bullying and you know the limitations of the bullying and you know the unlimited potential that's within your child, would you tell your child they need to overcome that bully? Or would you tell them, hey, but that's the way it is sometimes. No. You would tell them, listen, you are not meant to be a punching bag. You are not meant to be bullied. Matter of fact, you can beat that bully. You would say these things to your child. And guess what? You would be telling the truth. And you would make sure that you drill that into your child for them to know their identity. But if you would do that towards your child who you gave birth to, 
then how about you say that to that person that's in your mirror? Think about it. We say more positive things to people outside of us than looking in the mirror to the person that is within us. And so what happened, we look at everything pertaining to our life, and we look at it as if, wow, everything always happened to me. Everything bad always happened to me. And so I'm going to bring up some of the things that we just really need to kind of look at because in actuality, it could be several factors that make you believe that. Or, true enough, there may be some, if you want to say bad or wrong or uncomfortable things that may be happening, but you have to examine why is it happening. First of all, is it happening? It may be a no. It may be your perspective that may be wrong. Or it may be yes. It may be happening, but it may not be the consequences that God really wanted for you. Sometimes those things may be happening to you because of wrong choices. You cannot expect wrong choices to create good or healthy benefits. So first, some of the things we want to look at. We want to look at thinking about this. First of all, the devil does want you to look at yourself as cursed. The devil does not want you to know your identity. First of all, not only your spiritual identity, but also your natural identity. First of all, we have to, I always believe in starting off as this. We have to understand that we as people, we as people are living in two different worlds at the same time. Why is that? Because just like when we are made in God's image and likeness, image and likeness, being how God is, he made us in the same way as how he is and who he is. First, there is a trinity, Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Father, God, the Father, Jesus, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost. Those are three in one. Each one of them is independently God. But it's one God. That is the Godhead. Now, some people, well, how, how can you say it's, a three, it's three of them and it equal to one God? See, if you're, multi, see, if you're adding one plus one plus one, but we're supposed to equal one, then that means that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost have to be a fraction of God, one-third God, which is not the case. Fully God all the way. So you don't add, you multiply. A single whole God times a single whole God times a single whole God is what? Whole God. Now, we serve a God, which is, we say, the Godhead, three in one, the Trinity. Well, God made us in his image and likeness, meaning We are body, soul, spirit. Three 
in one, three in one. Body, soul, spirit. Now, this physical body is to help us operate and function on this physical earth. So when we die, our physical body will die, go back to flesh, but go back to the ground, but our soul and spirit does not die. The Bible tells us all souls are mine, but the soul that sinneth, it shall die, meaning it should be separated, separated from God. So because we are soul and spirit, body, soul, and spirit, the soul and the spirit, first of all, the physical body is limited. We can be at only one location. But the soul and the spirit, because we're living in a physical realm for the physical body, but because we are spirit, we have the spirit of God in us, and we are made with a spirit and a soul, that means whenever God may communicate with us or deal with us, we're able to See in the spirit. So bringing it, bringing that out, we have to understand that because we are soul and spirit, also God will have us to understand who we are, not just in a natural, in a natural sense, but also in a spiritual sense. Now, the spiritual sense, that's kind of self-explanatory. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ. You know, we reign and rule. We are uh, heirs of God, the Father, joint heirs of Jesus Christ. That's the spiritual. But also understanding the natural part. The natural part. Understanding, think about your friends, your family, who you are. A lot of times people, people gravitate to people. And there may be people that may gravitate to you. There may be people that like you. There may be people that you just make their day. There are people that may be your friends because they trust you. But get this. Excuse me. People can trust you. People may like you. But how in the world could somebody like you but you don't like yourself or you don't like the person that's in your mirror? We have to understand the whole, I always say, the totality of us to have a clear understanding because a lot of times we don't like ourselves because of false information that has been given to us about ourselves. Now, that false information may have came from Satan. Of course, Satan is going to try to bring up some bad things that happen to you in your life and make you feel that you're the cause of it. You're the bad person. Okay? But also, there may be people that may bring up some, listen, some bad decisions that we made, and a lot of times people think that their bad decisions equate that to be their identity. Your decisions will not make your identity. Now, a lot of times, true enough, we all have made some bad decisions and, excuse me, wrong decisions. But get this, just because you made wrong decisions, it may be bad, but a lot of the decision doesn't mean that it's sinful. Give you an example. And it don't have to be of sin. 
think about mm, you go to a store, you want a watermelon, and it's been a while since I picked a watermelon, but it was it was told by me and y'all can y'all can let me know later. But they talk about the thumping. If you thump it. Sometimes they even tell us to look at the stem, all that stuff. Okay, so let's just say that you pick a watermelon and you think that it's a good watermelon, but you end up taking it home and slice it and it is bad. Now, the watermelon was bad, but does that mean because you made a wrong choice of a wrong decision in choosing that watermelon, does that mean that you are a bad person because you pick a bad watermelon? No. You just made a wrong decision. Does that mean you're going to hell because you picked the wrong watermelon? No. See, it's these small things that we allow to get to us where it end up creating a mountain of our view of wrong decisions. It's very important for us for us to be able to really differentiate between our identity and our decisions. Now, true enough, it is very helpful and beneficial for us to make healthy decisions, right decisions. But even if you make wrong decisions, you know what you need to do? Acknowledge it. Find out where you made the wrong decision and learn from it. This sounds simple. But how come it sounds simple and it is simple, but simple, but the devil wanted to be complicated right up here because he deal with us right here in our minds. He wants us to suppress our true identity and pick up on the identity that he wants us to have. In other words, there's an exchange that he want to give us. He want us to plea bargain counterfeit identity. He want us he, listen. He want to give us a counterfeit, a counterfeit, if you want to say a counterfeit uh, truth, and ignore a biblical reality of who we are. Hmm. Something to think about. So understanding. Our wrong decisions, our wrong decisions, or even if you want to say our wrong decision that may bring up a wrong choice or a wrong consequences, it may sound bad, but a lot of time it's based upon our perspective. In other words, how costly is it? Now, there are some things that we may do unknowingly, but just because it's a wrong decision doesn't mean that it's a bad decision. Sometimes, like I said, in choosing a waterman, or even, I know me, I chose the wrong car. One day I'll tell that story. But we have to understand just because we made a wrong decision does not mean that we are wrong or bad people. You might be an honest person. And there are many people that are believers. A Christian can make a wrong decision. 
Sometimes, I'm going to say it like this, sometimes even as believers, we get it wrong because we end up watching the the behavior of a person and because we're not discerning or we ignore the red flags, we give a person grace. We give a person or we become naive and we let our guards down and we end up getting used, wronged, whatever. You know, people always say, well, you know, well, you know, I just have a good heart to help people. I won't, you know, I, I just have a good heart. And to be honest with you, I'm going to say it like this. And look here, this may not be part of the lesson, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We need to quit, quit using our good heart. We need to quit making decisions based upon our good heart. Because your good heart will get you hurt. We need to stop using our good good heart and start using our God heart. Quit using your good heart. Quit discerning with your good heart and start using your God heart. Because God is going to tell us what we need to do. Sometimes God will tell us what we don't need to do. But the key thing is we won't go wrong if we listen to what he tells us. But a lot of times because of what we say our good heart, in actuality, that good heart a lot of times simply means let me do it for them because I feel sorry for them or I want to help them. But a lot of times God may be telling you that's not your assignment. Your good heart will have you to pick up on somebody else's assignment, not yours. Your good heart would allow you to be able to continue to be used or hurt or whatever. And then what happened when you get done, all you left is your is with your good broken heart. Now, a lot of time when we talk about your heart uh, relationship, a lot of time people just automatically think pertaining to dating, but no, no, it's way beyond that. It could be pertaining to friendships. It could be pertaining to even trying to help family, even trying to help coworkers, or even trying to help people within your local church. So we have to look way beyond, if you want to say, well, you know, uh, the relationship, uh, that, uh, that's what they're talking about. When we talk about relationships, like I said, it's not just pertaining to dating or courting. Everyone have a relationship with somebody. You may have a relationship with your your friends, your family members, your siblings. But also on the same token, just because you have a relationship with them, God may be having you to put boundaries up so that way you won't allow yourself to be hurt. And so what happens when we allow ourselves to be hurt, what happens instead of looking at them, Sometimes the devil will even distort our view because he wants us to always think about us. Well, you know, but see, maybe maybe I'm just cursed and see what happens when we end up taking on that quote-unquote identity, then what happens, we end up giving up on life. We end up giving up on relationship, healthy relationship, and then what happens, we end up well, since I'm already in it, I'm just going to stay in it and I'm going to emerge myself into it. It's just like a person end up gaining a little weight. And at first, they may be conscious of, you know, them gaining a little weight. So they said, well, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and 
lose this weight, lose this five pounds, or lose this 10 pounds. But then all of a sudden, they get to a point where, you know what, it is so much weight. Look, I ain't got time to be taking it. It is what it is. You know, if I gain weight, I gain weight. Then all of a sudden, you give up on maintaining your healthy diet, on maintaining a healthy lifestyle. And then where you used to not eat past, quote, unquote, six o'clock in the evening, now you don't care. You're just going ahead and just, you know, having at it. Matter of fact, uh, there, was a, there was a person, I don't know who it is, but it was a YouTuber. Uh, I forgot that person's name, but my son uh, introduced me to him. And as I began to look at him, when he first got on YouTube, he was slim, trim, great-looking guy. But as time went on, he just let himself go. And he acknowledged all well, you know, he went from, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was 160. He was 160 pounds years ago. Now he's tilting the scale over 300 pounds. He doesn't care. He gave up. So I heard him say, well, you know, uh, I used to care about my weight. Now I just don't care. You know, well, because sometimes we can get in so deep. And if a person can think that way pertaining to weight for the physical, what about the weight for the emotional or even the spiritual? With that, for us to be able to look at the decisions that we make in the, I'll just say the uh, wrong decisions, you know, uh, even in looking at this, it taught me because a lot of times we say, oh, they made a bad decision. They made a bad decision. See, understanding that it ain't a bad decision. Like I said, it's just a wrong decision that created a bad consequence or a wrong consequence. But like I said, that does not mean that we are a bad person. So with that, being able to look at something that it, this caught my attention, we have to look at the person, the person that's in our mirror and forgive that person who may have made some unhealthy or bad decisions, we have to forgive that person. See, a lot of times what happens when our perspective of who we are, it should not be influenced by other people. Sometimes we have a very big hatred towards an individual. And Part of that thing that's making us feel like we're cursed is unforgiveness. First, I mentioned the perspective, changing our perspective, which I'll talk about even later on, but changing our perspective of things that may have happened or things that may have occurred. But also, if I want to highlight that word, forgiveness, forgiveness. Now, true enough, we often hear about forgiveness Towards somebody who has wronged us, somebody who had done us wrong, somebody had treated somebody that that hurt us, all that stuff. In other words, outside people or other people, true enough, we have to forgive them. But it's very little that is discussed pertaining to forgiving yourself. A lot of times, 
a lot of times we can see the hatred that we have towards people who have hurted us or done us wrong. We can be able to see the expression of people when, when, when they encounter somebody who has hurt them. And we can acknowledge to them, hey, you need to forgive that person. Hey, blah, blah, blah. We can talk to them about that. But a lot of times we ignore the hatred that they may have within themselves because a lot of times it is masked or it is covered up. Hmm. So what I found out, first of all, being able to forgive ourselves over the wrong choices that we have made in our life. Get this. A lot of times there's a discussion with who we are and that discussion or that battle with who we are is fighting who we were. Get this. That battle or that fight of who we are now is battling and blaming the person of who we were. And what happened? That infighting within our heart and mind is going on and it's making you not be at peace with the person that's in your mirror. Hmm. So what happens, we have a hard time in dealing with that person that we sleep with, that we shower with, that person that we can never run from. Now, how does unforgiveness towards yourself occur? What happens when we don't release the regrets of the past or the past decisions or the past bad choices or wrong choices that we have made, when we don't release those regrets, they create they creating the breeding atmosphere for self unforgiveness. Hmm. In other words, it's it sets the aroma, and also, for those that are adults, it sets the foreplay, foreplay for self-unforgiveness. When we don't release those regrets, when you don't give yourself grace, when you don't allow yourself to receive grace, when you refuse to receive grace for yourself, it creates a spiritual atmosphere for unforgiveness towards yourself. And then what happens, a person will end up hating the person that's in their mirror. And then by default, because where is that battle that the devil is dealing with us? In our mind. What happens, then he would want us to highlight the bad things the uncomfortable things, and that becomes your norm. In other words, you're supposed to have that. You're supposed to be abused. You're supposed to be used. You know, you would feel like you have to buy your friends. You feel like you have to do for people in order to be loved or liked. You see how he started all of that? And it starts 
with those regrets, not releasing those regrets. Understand, the key thing is not you making a mistake. The key thing is that you learn from your mistake or that you learn from your uh, wrong choice. Did you learn from it? And if you learn from it, then when the opportunity comes, being able to make the healthy choice instead of the repeated wrong choice. What I found out, whenever you experience something in life, if you do it the right way, hey, you get the right benefits and you can advance. But if you fail, just like in school, if you fail a test, or a course, you retake it again. And sometimes those retakes come in the most inconvenient times. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to acknowledge, hey, you know what? I made a wrong choice, a wrong decision. I got to do better. I have to do better. So, matter of fact, I'm, I'm making sure. I'm making sure that um, we can make sure that we was connected. Okay. So get this. So now understanding that we have to release those regrets because you can't change the past. The only way for you to be able to have a better outlook is releasing the past. So that way, when it comes again, you can be able to recognize it in the present or the future. So that way you can be able to advance and maybe able to catch up. I found out something. God is the redeemer of time. See, as long as you can go ahead and get it, get it here, get it in your head, get it advanced and go on, you can be able to, God can be able to redeem the time. But you have to hurry up and get it. One thing about David, uh, in in um, David, King David, David was a man of God's own heart because he would repent. It didn't take him long for him to go ahead and, you know what, God, I'm sorry, or whatever. When you get it, listen, when you acknowledge that you are somewhere where God is not telling you to be at, you acknowledge and immediately, see, that's the thing that hinders us. When we recognize these red flags, when we recognize that we're somewhere we're not supposed to be, we got to move on immediately. When we Saul, that's what hurt us. Because, matter of fact, I found this out. Years ago, I asked God for an answer, and he told me to go. I said, okay, I'm going to go. But did I go right then and there? No, I didn't. And what God told me, God told me delayed obedience is still disobedience. So when God gives us an assignment, when God says go, when does he want us to go? See, when God give us an instruction, he also give us a time. When he say do, do when, do now. When he has already equipped you, do it and do it now. Okay, so if your parents tell you, hey, go ahead and wash the dishes. Imagine you going to the bedroom and playing on your PlayStation. Imagine, okay, you're going to wash the dishes. I... I wash when I I wash when I feel like it. Now those that know me, if you had a 
you had a mother like I had, shoot, they ain't gonna say had how. If you say you'll do it when you feel like it, there will be an anointed shoe that come across your head. Or there may be a hand coming from the tails of Mississippi to slack the mess out of you. Because you may have accepted the responsibility or the assignment of washing the dishes, but you didn't do it in the proper time that they told you. So you may accept it, but there are some feet work that you need to do. You know, we hear the saying, faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. In other words, there need to be some feet with your faith. In other words, you need to do it and do it now. So, understanding that that battle of who we are is battling the person that we were, and for us to be able to allow them to make peace. How are they going to be able to make peace? By forgiving that person or forgiving the decisions that you made in the past. Like I said, release those regrets. The other thing I found out, I found that that was so interesting. See, if who you are is, let's just say, you a value right now, you a value of a thousand. So right now, if you a value of a thousand, but the person that you were in those wrong decisions was a zero. That person that you were was the value of a zero, but who you are now is a thousand. If you multiply the person with who you were times the person of who you are, and you are a thousand now, but you were a zero then, what would be what would be what would it equal to? Zero. Any number times zero is going to equal zero. Any number times zero equals zero. So you can look at yourself as a million right now. But if you still see yourself as who you were in the past as a zero, when you multiply those two numbers, it's still going to equal zero. So in other words, by default, when you multiply who you were times who you are, is always going to equal to who you were. And you're going to always stay in the past. You're going to always have the mindset of the things and the decisions that you've made in the past. Hmm. So you think about it. Any number times zero equals zero. But get this. If you allow the grace of God to come in and even just give you one, listen, one point, one point, if you allow a one digit or a one number grace to your past, that means that one that you may have seen yourself as in the past times who you are now, it's going to equal not who you were, but who you are now. So a million times one is going to equal a million. 
And then guess what? Even if you gave yourself two points of grace of the past, two times that one million is going to equal what? Two million. So in other words, it shows you if you allow some points or some grace of your past and for you to make peace of your past, it helps you to have a better outlook, a better perspective, and a better value of who you are and who you're becoming. Once we're able to change our mindset of things, understanding that there are some things that we just have to look at, it may be something that may have happened that may have been uncomfortable or may have been wrong. Like I said, just our decisions. Okay. Understand there are some things, like I said, we got to give ourselves grace to. But also on the same token, there are some things, because things may have happened, there may be some things that might be a teachable moment. See, sometimes when we make these wrong decisions, sometimes it, it helps us when we understand where we made a mistake. It helps us not to make those same mistakes again but also for us to be able to look at the perspective. Because to be honest with you, a lot of times we end up holding on to something that we want instead of gravitating to something that we need. And what we need, God knows what our needs are, and he said that he will give us the desires for our hearts when our ways please him. But sometimes our ways won't please him. It please us or them. So understand our perspective because a lot of times we, our perspective could be wrong because we're looking at life based upon what we can get from people or based upon, hmm, well, this person may have got this, this person got this, this person got that. Why well, ain't got it? But you don't know what that person did to accumulate what they got. And one of the things I always say, when you get something the wrong way, you're going to end up losing it fast. But also, how you get something is how you have to maintain it. So if you get something in an unhealthy way, then you have to continue in some unhealthy things to maintain it. But that's because those people may have gotten that. But just because they got it doesn't mean that God has forgotten about you. Sometimes our perspective is because but think about it. Sometimes it can be that we're selfish. Sometimes we feel like, well, you know, God forgot about me. We have this, we have this um, abandonment issues towards God. Sometimes we feel that God has forgotten about us because we're not getting it in a specific time that we think that we should. And sometimes, sometimes. We think, well, you know, uh, if I get this, then that means God loves me. But then all of a sudden, like I said, sometimes even just our ideal based upon wrong scripture or using scripture out of context, thinking that, well, you know what, this is something I'm supposed to have. But God may be saying, yeah, it's yours, but not now. So in other words, God may be teaching you to learn how to wait. (laughs) W-A-I-T, wait. And sometimes that W-A-I-T can be a W-E-I-H-G-H-T. I got that messed up. W-E-I, 
G-H-T, could be a weight towards us. And God wants us to be able to have things in the right timing, but also, most importantly, understanding, hmm, can I see can I see the way that God is taking us and for us to be able to pick up things along the way, what he wants us to have? I'm going to hurry up and get through this right quick. But understanding, a lot of times when we are making, I'll say it like this, a system is not broken. or Just because a system, think about this. I'm going I'm to rephrase it. The system isn't broken because of our perspective. The system ain't broken. It just our resources could be off. Meaning we as who we are ain't bad, but it's our thinking or our perspective that could be wrong. Not bad. Wrong. Now, if it pertains to something that's evil, pertains to doing evil, manipulative things, witchcraft, all that stuff, then that's evil, bad, whatever. But like I said, being able to differentiate and multiply, be able to talk to ourselves. You know, if you really think about, if we listen to what we think, if we listen and speak out of our own mouth what we think, a lot of times it'll make us realize we think some crazy stuff. If you, if you really think about it, if, if you hear it out loud. So with that, the other thing I want to make sure that we even talk about, because a lot of times what influence our thinking is not, not only what we dealt with or how people treated us, but also for us to evaluate our surroundings. See, when you when you evaluate your surroundings, you be able to see things clear. Sometimes when you remove yourself from a situation, then you realize, hmm, I feel better. It's just like a person, we've heard people who may have smoked for years and years and years, and then when they stop smoking and they get into a healthy atmosphere with clean air and all this stuff, they said that not only they can smell the fresh air, but when they eat, they can taste the food better. Their quality of life is better because a lot of the pollutants, the smoke, they're out of that arena, but also it's, they, they're getting it out of their system. So if you really think about it, many of us, many of us, if we really just start understanding Checking our surroundings. Who are the people that we frequent? Who are the people that we listen to? You know, if you get a hungry person, deny them healthy food, and then you put them in the atmosphere of just junk food for a whole year, they're going to be starving. They're going to be hungry. But what happens eventually, they may compromise with, they may not, they may hate uh, McDonald's and all these other fast food. But if they stay in the atmosphere long enough, eventually they may visit one of them and end up just starting off with something small that may proceed to be healthy, but then as time go on, they're going to start eating more or worse junk food. 
So pertaining to the natural, natural junk food, as time go on, they're going to accumulate more or digest more. Well, what about the emotional or the spiritual? Looking at the people that we center ourselves around, because a lot of times what happens, the people that are around us influence the way we think. The Bible tells us, so a man thinks, so is he. But also on the same token, the people that we, we build around, what are, their, what are they feeding us? Are the people that we have around us always negative? Are the people that we have around us, all they want to do is come to us with bad news, drama, or trauma? We got to think about this stuff. These are the type of people that we have to really just pay attention to see, you know what? Uh, this person may not be healthy because when you be around a depressed person long enough, understanding you may end up becoming depressed yourself because those are spirits. Ultimately, everything pertaining to an identity that's unlike God, if we accept it, those things are taking us out of the will of God. Uh, not just out of the will of God pertaining to what we may do, but also who we may become or how we should see ourselves. So that's why it's important for us to watch who we listen to, watch what we listen to, watch what we say, and watch who we say it to. Because there are some people that will recite what you say that's negative or that's bad, and what's happening it's like y'all eating the same bowels. So I'm gonna put that on pause. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the phone line real quick, and then um, there's a song I'm gonna play that I want us to be able to look at everything that transpires in our life, even though there may be some things that may be uncomfortable. But that doesn't mean that we are bad people. And even when people say you are bad, actually examine. What they talking about? Because, like I said, sometimes we have to be able to do something that sometimes we don't, sometimes we're not taught about this, but we got to be able to start having healthy dialogue or communication with people for us to be able to sometimes even resolve conflict. I was seeing that today. There are some people that don't know how to conversate or communicate. And so what happens when we don't know how to communicate with others that also prevent us from communicating with ourselves. So some people, they don't talk to themselves. There are some people, it's like, well, you know, I'm going to give it to God. No, 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 no. But God wants you to be able to deal with that person you can't run from yourself. Start looking at things from God's perspective, not your perspective. I always ask people, and when I say people, that means also myself. I believe in if I'm doing Bible study, if I'm talking to somebody, I put myself right there because I want to make sure that I hold myself accountable. But also, God may be speaking to me, to not just to them, but also to the both of us. Your perspective of life, just because things happen does not mean that it was God's will for you to even take your own self out. It was not God's will for you to, if you want to say, narrate 
the ending or the conclusion of your life or your purpose or your identity. You have to accept who you are in the eyesight of God because I promise you, who God sees you, how God sees you is much better than how you see yourself. And also asking yourself, why do you see yourself the way that you do? Most of the time, we view ourselves based on what people have said about us, what people have done towards us, or how we could be of help towards others. But how can you be of help towards God? But most importantly, who does God say that you are? A lot of times, like I said, we're looking at what people said about us instead of what God said about us. Hmm. Why are you so negative? Well, that, that that happened to me and my family. Oh, it happened. Okay, just because this may have happened, and it might have been bad. It might have been. It might have been something that it, that was unhealthy. But that does not mean that it's your purpose for you to accept it. Sometimes, even within family, I'm gonna say it. Something even within family when they have talked to you wrong, when they have done you wrong. And I know there are some family members, because I work in the jailhouse, I can tell you. There are some family members that have pulled guns and weapons on each other. There are some that may have, they have lied on, on family members. But do you allow yourself to be a puncher back? No. You can love people from afar. Because there are some people that are unhealthy, regardless if they're friends or family. But the key thing is, for you to do the right thing unto God, which may mean for you to forgive them and, hey, treat them with a long silver spoon. But as long as you continue to allow yourself to be there for you to continue to be used, when God show you these red flags, then you can't blame, look here, you can't even blame the devil. That's on you. But you have to ask yourself, whatever you're doing, did God tell you to do it? That's the key thing we have to think about, that God tell us. And if God didn't tell you, then why are you doing it? Well, I was just trying to help. Oh, because your good heart. Like I said earlier, quit trying to have a good heart and start having a God heart. That's something you got to work on. You have to make sure that you stop allowing yourself to allow yourself to be the victim of cursed, being cursed. Also, I'm going to say this. One of the reasons why I brought this up because um, I brought up this topic about being cursed because years ago, I used to dread the month of April. I used to dread the month of April because it seemed like crazy stuff have happened in a month of April. This is from what I was looking at. Um, years ago, you know, I had this to happen in the month of April. And then I had this to happen in the month of April. And then, I'm just going to go and throw it out there. Uh, April of 2016, I had crazy stuff happen. Get this. I had a relationship to end. And Sting, my favorite wrestler, Sting, retired on the same night that I ended up having this breakup. And then, April the 21st of 2016, my man Prince died. I'm like, 
Oh, my gosh. It was like four different things that happened in that same year in the month of April. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so all of a sudden what happened, now when the month of April comes, now in the past the devil wanted me to be in fear. Oh, my gosh, April is coming. But we have to realize God did not give us the, the spirit of fear. God made April just like he made January, February, March. June, July. So the thing is, not just my perspective pertaining to the month, but also my perspective pertaining to things that may have happened. Okay. Guess what? The way I look at it, what I had to sum it all up that gave me peace, some things happen just a part of life. But the question is, what you going to do about it? Going to keep living. There are some people... Yeah. Matter of fact, I was uh, cutting my hair before I got on the air. And so as I was cutting my hair, I would look in the mirror and I was holding on to a mirror. And there was a point where people used to say, don't you break that mirror. You're going to have seven years of bad luck. But what I found out, every morning that you wake up, listen here, it ain't bad luck. It ain't even luck. It's blessings. It's your perspective. And guess what? Even if I broke a mirror, because I have broken mirrors before, but the thing is, hey, even if I broke a mirror, guess what? That's superstition. God did not give us the spirit of superstition or witchcraft because the God I serve is way beyond that. And guess what? If I break a mirror, you know what that means? I need to get another one. But guess what? I need to make sure I pick it up because if you don't pick it up, you may have more than uh, bad, bad luck. You may have bad language come out. You can end up stepping on some broken glass. So, hey, make sure that you look at every day as a blessing when you get up. And guess what? If you're a believer of Jesus Christ, and if it just so happens, you don't wake up on this side of glory, but you wake up on the other side, it ain't bad luck. Because if you're with the Father, look, you're blessed. So as we get ready to um, uh, get ready to wrap it up, I'm gonna go ahead and open up the phone lines right quick. Uh oh, I'm gonna go over here. Okay. Hello, welcome to Rick Nemoha Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? I'm blessed. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. That's good. I was just listening in onto the words. And uh, I've enjoyed all that I've heard. Okay. I thank you much. I thank you much. And thank you for your support. And you're welcome to listen in, chime in. And even if you want to do a solo, you're welcome to also. <laughs> well, praise <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> all right. All right. Take care. And I'll talk to you shortly. All right, you too. Be blessed. Okay, I'm going to the next person. Hello, hello. Welcome to Rick Net My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? I'm doing great. How you doing, sir? Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Good, good, good. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of caught the uh, tail end of the show, but, it, you know, everything you said was uh, 100 
you know, we just, uh, we do need uh, a change of heart, and then we need to allow God to come in our life. We spoke about this earlier today. And change our heart, change our mind, so, you know, we can just enjoy our life, you know. Life is about enjoyment. We're going to go through some things. Like you said, you lost your uh, favorite rapper and uh, favorite musician in the same month. But, you know what, life goes on, you know, and uh, with God we can conquer anything. So um, I just say keep up doing what you're doing and, uh, you know, keep encouraging people because, yes, we're going we're gonna to go through some things, man, and, uh you know, but with God, we can copy anything, and I'll just leave it at that. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, and to be continued. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Matter of fact, um, I was able to – I didn't get a chance to link on earlier, but now I'm on uh, reading some of the comments. Uh, good friend of mine, Dr. Dr. Derek Floyd, yes, um, used to feel that way about October, you know, if if you really think about it, you know, let's just say if I felt like October was bad, but Mr. Derrick, man, had a blessed October, excuse me, uh, uh, I said April. If I feel like, oh, April is cursed, April is of the devil, but that might be the month that that was a blessing for him. But then all of a sudden he said, "Oh, oh, October, October's bad." But I'm like, "Wait a minute, no, October is good." We see his perspective and my perspective. See, there's a a, a a myth on different months. We have the same fear for of a different month. So if you look at it, the devil wants us to be in fear of stuff. Like we always say, God did not give us the spirit of fear. But a power, love, and a sound mind. Sound mind. Sound mind. So understanding the devil want to distort our thinking, our mindset. And so for us to understand who we are, it is so important. So important for us to know who we are, most importantly, who we are in God. So I'm going to go ahead and... uh, I want us to listen to this song for those who may be uh, on the audio version. I'm going to play this song, and it is a good quality. But then those who are able to watch it, uh, I'm going to play the video of it. And uh, I'm going to see if I can do both of them simultaneously. And I'm going to go right here.
Yes. <clears throat> I hope I hope y'all enjoyed that song. Um for us to be able to really have the outlook that God wants us to have, we have to know who we are in our sight of God. Those that are believers of Jesus Christ, we have no reason to see ourselves any less to how God sees us. And just in case, you may not be saved, just in case you may be a seeker, I want to invite you to come into the family. It ain't hard being saved. I tell people all the time, being saved ain't the hard part. The hard part is dealing with that person that's in your mirror. Just give in. There's nothing that the world can offer that will give you the peace, that will give you that peace that surpasses all understanding. There's nothing that anybody can offer that can really place you in a place of peace and the identity that God has created for you. No relationship, regardless if it's um, a, a dating or anybody else can fill any void. Also, I do I do have to say this because this is really on my heart this week. A lot of times we were speaking earlier about forgiveness, but I want to speak to a specific group of people right now. There are someone that's may, that may be watching or listening who may be blaming themselves for the behavior of their grown children. You're not a bad parent because of the decision that your grown children has made. You're not bad. You're not wrong. Quit questioning yourself. Quit questioning your ability to be a parent or an ability to be a Christian. Listen, you can do all you can for a person, but it's ultimately their choice 
of whatever they want to do. But unfortunately, there are many people, I see it all the time. I've seen parents that have groomed their children, given them everything that they wanted or needed, raised them up in church. But then all of a sudden, that child becomes an adult, and because of their choices, they end up reaping some horrible, horrible consequences, some wrong, some, some unpleasant consequences. That parent is there questioning, where did I go wrong? And today, God wants you to be able to release that burden. God wants you to know what your children are doing or have done, it ain't your fault. You're not responsible. When you have not just told them or given them, but when you have led the example yourself, listen here, that old saying, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink it. And so I want to tell you, quit allowing that dark cloud to be over your head. It's not your fault. God wants you to release and relinquish every negative thing or idea that you said about yourself as a parent and let it go. Give it to him. And I will tell you, when we give things to God, the devil going to try to come back and give it back to us. But we don't take it back. That means the guilt, the shame. Like I said, the devil doing his job, but we have to be aware not just of our job, but also our strength, the tools that God has given us through his word. So when the devil comes back to you, you always say it is written. How did Jesus defeat the devil? By quoting that it was written, quoting and living it. And those are the steps that we have to do to overcome whatever the devil may try to throw at us. So I want to encourage those who may be um, seeking, seeking rest, seeking for peace. You can give it to God. You can come to God right now. Romans 10 and now tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ to thy Savior and believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's not hard. There's nothing too hard for God. But God wants you to be able to give it to him. The Bible tells us, cast all of our cares upon him, for he cares for you. Think about it. He cares about you. Why old you? Little old you. You know the one that people have been talking about? The one that people look down upon? The one that people have used? The one that you may have been discounted in the family? You might have been the black sheep of the family. You might have been the one that was voted least likely to succeed in school or at home. God died for you. God died for you for you to be able to live. And there's an exchange that he want to give with you. He want to exchange his life for yours and your life for his. In other words, he want to take your place. He wants you to understand how valuable yet you are. And true enough, when things happen, we're going to keep living. When things happen, that doesn't mean that everything stops. The show will go on. That old saying, one monkey don't stop no show, we're going to continue. And even when things happen that we don't know, we don't understand, 
God is there to talk to us and counsel us. So even He just want to know what's going on with you. He wants us to talk to him, communicate with him. He wants to communicate with you. Regardless how people rejected you, regardless how people, you know, treated you, he wants a relationship with Y-O-U. Now the question is, do you want a relationship with him? It's not hard. He's here with open arms. So whatever your needs and your concerns are, we're going to give it to him. Be him the Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, right now, God, for being an awesome and merciful God. God, we come to you right now, God, ask you, God, to forgive us because anything that's in us is something like you, God. Cleanse us and make us whole right now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness and we receive your forgiveness. We come to you right now, God, ask you, God, to help us in every area of our lives right now, God. There are some right now, God, who may feel like they're a mistake. There are some who feel like they, they wish they were never born. There are some that are not even understanding the reason why they're born, or even their purpose, God. We speak right now, God, that you reveal their purpose and their identity right now in the name of Jesus. Help them to understand that they are not a mistake. Even what people have said or people have treated them, God, help them to understand that is not their identity right now in the name of Jesus. God, there are some right now, God, that have been used not just by people outside of the family or even people within the family or even people within the church. So, God, we speaking right now, God, that you help them to understand, God, that even they may have been treated wrong by others, you didn't treat them wrong and you don't want to treat them wrong. Help them to understand right now, God, that you love them. God, help them to understand that you're not like man. God, you love us. You are committed to us. And you want us to be committed to you. God, we thank you, Lord, for loving us and having our best interests at heart right now. In the name of Jesus, and we bind everything the devil stands for, we counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for being a merciful God. Thank you, Lord, for being a God of many chances right now, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for the abundance of love that you have for us right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, for even those who may be right now, God. Those who may, may feel like giving up on life, God. Those who may feel like, God, that they're tired of hurting. It might be a physical pain. It might be an emotional pain. It may even be a spiritual pain. So, God, we speaking right now, God, help them, God. Give them that desire to keep on going, God. Help us, God, even in the situation that may be going on, help us, God, to look up to the hills which come with our help. Our help come from you. And, God, help us, God. We don't have to climb no mountain, but we can speak to the mountain. Even though we're looking up to the hills, but, God, we don't have to climb no hills, God. So, God, help us to know our spiritual identity, God, and utilize the tools and the strength, but most importantly, the word that you have left for us right now. In the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we're speaking, God, for those who may be grieving, God. Comfort them. Be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus. God, we're speaking, God, for those who have that confused mind right now, God. Give them peace right now, God. Give them stability right now, God. Those who may feel like uh, uh, it's like their mind is just going which way and just going to and forth, that confused mind, God. We're speaking stability in the mind right now in the name of Jesus. God, help them, God, with the tools, God, to be able to speak your truth, God. Speak your word. No longer speak on the negative or even speak it on the situation as how it 
physically looks, but God, help us to speak, God, as how you see things, God. Look at things as an opportunity, God, to show yourself strong and to flex your muscles right now in the name of Jesus. And God, help us, God, to forgive those who have hurt us, who may have used us, even if it's it's the person that's in our mirror right now, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for the joy, the peace, God. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Help us right now to continue to pray, to continue to worship, God, to continue to obey you in every area of our lives right now, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now, God, for everything that you've done, but most importantly, that everything that you are right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one of you all who tuned in. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, you're welcome to catch me on Brother Prater. Uh, you can catch me on Facebook, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P.S. and Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom, E-R, uh, on Facebook, you see my daily devotion and also my videos. Also, you can go to my website at brotherprater.com. Brotherprater.com, you will see my daily devotions and also videos as well as upcoming appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my book where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and the responsibilities as well as Letting them know, like I said, their responsibilities are even towards their family, their children, even their children's mother, even if they're not with them. But also, it helps uh, young ladies to even just know the identity of a good man and also those that ain't good, as well as uh, a potential future husband or present or future uh, father to their children. Also, the other book, uh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, um, this is the uh, life story of myself and my sister, Sheila Prater, who is uh, no longer with us. Um, she was killed through domestic violence. And um, one thing about it, um, you know, every time I every time I pick up this book, uh, I always have to mention this, but, um, you know, I, I have to bring up about domestic violence. Uh, and my, my desire, I just want to see healthy relationship, godly relationships. And I'm so tired of seeing young ladies compromise their values. We see it all the time. We see it on social media. I'm in a situation ship. Oh, it's complicated. The one that God has for you, not going to give you no complicated relationship. I'm going to say it like this. Ladies, please stop dealing with these sorry dudes when God wants you to have a man of him. Ladies, you can't raise no man. You can't make no boy to become a man. Why are you allowing yourself to deal with drama that God didn't authorize or permit you to have? That ain't God's will. That is not God's will for you. And for those who may feel like, well, you know, I'm helping him or, you know, he a good person. Quit making excuses. Quit making excuses. The one that God has for you is already established, already made, and know how to take care of you. Just point blank. Sometimes some young I hear some young ladies they say they want a good man but they're like a bad boy. But when they get into these bad relationships, they're getting bad boy consequences. So I just have to say that. So with that being said, also um, Mr. Derrick, uh, th- this is my shirt. Uh, it's made by a lady. Her name I 
forgot a name, but uh, it's called TaylorMade. I'm going to make sure I, I give a plug. Uh, TaylorMade. TaylorMade for all. That's it. TaylorMade for all. TaylorMade for all. Matter of fact, give her a plug right here. Hope y'all can see it. Yeah, there it is. Taylor made for all. So make sure when y'all contact her, make sure y'all say, you saw Brother Prater's shirt. This is my shirt. This is the second one. Um, Reconnect my heart and uh, in the back. Uh, well, I just, I got a screenshot of it. I just, somewhere on here on the comment. But, um, Hey, you know what? Speaking, of, I may have, I may have an idea for next month, for the month of April. I'm gonna go and see it. For the month of April, this just hit me. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I'm gonna prove the devil to be a lie. I'll talk about the month of April, how I used to dread and stuff. But you know what? God blessed me in the month of April. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna bless someone else. So for next next week. Next week, next week, I'm going to give away this shirt right here. Well, a copy of this shirt or a replica of this shirt based upon your size. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and give away a shirt like this. And whoever the grand prize winner is, um, I'm going to go ahead and get your size and I'm going to have it custom made for you. So what I'll do... um, Sometime next Sunday, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something, and uh, I pick a winner, and I'll make sure that I get you a shirt made just like this. So I'm gonna do that. So I thank each and every one who tuned in, and I pray that you all have a blessed week. And remember this: we're gonna have a blessed week. We're gonna speak it. We're no longer gonna think that we are cursed or think the month of April is <laughs> gonna be cursed. No. No, we're blessed. So we're going to say we're blessed. We're going to receive the blessing of God. But also we're going to bless God by giving us our, giving him our obedience. And so from this point on, we consider ourselves blessed. But I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open.